and you're listening to Season 5 of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, religion, history, and culture. In this episode, Everything Transforms, we meet two North African bands who are remixing centuries-old ritual music. Sebastian Booknight and Lauren Shankman talk with them about how they experiment with innovation and preservation. So check out this Tunisian band. They're called Dendri Stambeli Movement. I love that guitar riff, those gooey chords and those hypnotic drums. It's not what you might expect from a funk band, but hear this. instrument you might not be used to. It's called the gembra, a North African bass lute made out of wood and cowhide. singing right now are Malims, traditional masters of the Tunisian ritual music called Stambeli. The tune, Nana Aisha, is an arrangement of a Stambeli song that probably dates to the 18th century or earlier. Now hear this. We've gone from Tunisia to Morocco, but you hear that hypnotic groove again? This singer is not a melon, but 29-year-old Moroccan musician Yusra Mansour. Her band, Babel Blues, draws on a musical cousin of Stambeli called Gnawa. Both traditions are centuries old and were created by West Africans brought to North Africa in slavery. The music has long been used in spiritual healing rituals. So the founders of these bands are from outside of the Gnawa and Stambeli communities. And they're bringing the music to clubs and concert halls, playing for young people just looking to dance. You can't deny it, the music rocks. But what are these bands doing to the tradition by creating these new sounds? 
Keep listening to find out. We've heard a lot of Ganawa here on Afropop, but here's a little refresher. For centuries, beginning in the 900s, Arabs and Berbers enslaved Black West Africans and brought them north to what is now Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, and Libya. These West Africans, their descendants, and free Black migrants fused their home cultures with those of North Africa, creating spiritual, musical practices that have weathered the centuries and outlasted slavery itself. In Tunisia, that's Stembeli. In Morocco, Ganawa. Guided by Malams, or masters, Stambeli and Ganawa rituals use entrancing music and movement to call ancestral spirits and Muslim saints into the bodies of listeners for healing. But in each country, the story has been different. In the 19th century in Tunisia, Stambeli enjoyed a golden age and even government support. Then, during the 20th century, things changed. Oui, c'est politique aussi. Pour moi, Aymen Benatia, je suis tunisien. Je joue la guitare, je joue du jazz et je vis en Tunisie. That's 39-year-old Aymen Benatia, the guitarist of Dendry Stambelli movement. We sat down for a conversation with him and the Ganawa rock band Babel Blues at the Visa for Music Festival in Rabat, Morocco. He said the change in Stambelli's status was political. After 1956, Tunisia gained independence from France. Juste après l'indépendance, Ayman says that Tunisia's first president, Habib Bourguiba, wanted to shape a new, modern Tunisian people, middle class and European educated. He wanted them to forget their rich origin. The government saw Stembeli as backwards and closed down a major shrine. At the same time, some conservative Muslims denounced the tradition as paganism. So it went underground. Melims only performed publicly on religious holidays and kept the healing rituals in private homes. Then, Eamon says, Tunisia was orientalized. In the 60s and 70s, Arab leaders wanted to unify the region around Arab culture. While Egyptian music and cinema were popular, cultural gatekeepers made political decisions about what was real Tunisian music. Stambeli, with its non-Arab roots, was out. But since the Jasmine Revolution in 2011, it's made a comeback. The young generation is eager to recover what's been hidden. Some groups began to incorporate Stembeli sounds to give their music an exotic flavor, Eamon says. But that's not how Dendry got started. Eamon actually describes himself as a jazz sideman. He plays jazz, samba, and bossa nova in a septet. Right now, you're hearing him play the Bill Evans classic Waltz for Debbie on Tunisian television with his wife. In 2015, Eamon was playing in a funk band when the drummer, Mohamed Khashnawi, approached him with an interesting proposition. He wanted to start a Stambelli band. Eamon says that Stembeli isn't open to everyone. You have to wait to learn it. Some even say that the spirits have to choose you. 
The drummer Hasnewi spent six years apprenticing under two masters of the music, Balassan Mihoub and Mohamed Jouini. Together, they founded Dendry. Ayman says that, including the two in his band, there's only five melims left in all of Tunisia. And actually, since we spoke, one of them passed away. So now there's just four. But meanwhile, there are tons of Ganawa melims in Morocco. That's because there, the story has been very different. Eamon says that to a first-time listener, Ganawa and Stembeli sound pretty dang similar. But he really wants you to know that they're different. For one, Ganawa's gembri instrument is oblong and carved from wood, and Stembeli's gombri is circular and drum-like, kind of like a beefy banjo, and it uses different tunings. He's saying that there are a lot of songs in Ganawa and Stembeli that resemble each other. They sing praises to similar spirits, like Lala Aisha. But many melodies, words, and practices are distinct. There's a whole slew of characters and myths in Stembeli practice that just don't exist in Ganawa. And the ancestry of the Stembeli tradition is said to be more in northern Nigeria, whereas Ganawa makes more references to Mali and Guinea. And the biggest difference is that Ganawa is huge in Morocco. While Tunisia ignored Stambeli, in the 1970s, Moroccan bands like Nasa Riwen took Ganawa out of its ritual context, blended it with other traditional music, and made a new kind of pop music. It was a hit. <laughs> One of the band members, Abdurrahman Paco, was a Ganawa Melum. Since then, there's been Ganawa Reggae, Ganawa Rock. Ganawa Electronica even went to the Grammys in 2017. Even foreigners have been getting down with Ganawa since the Harlem Renaissance. For more of that story, you can listen to our program, Traveling Spirit Masters, on Afropop.org. All this hubbub has elevated Ganawa to a kind of national music in Morocco. Though some cultural elitists still sneer at it, in 1997, the government started the annual Ganawa Festival in Essaouira. Nowadays, it draws huge international crowds, and Moroccans of all stripes, the young punks, metalheads, ravers, rockers, and hippies. And about 14 years ago, it drew Yusra Mansour, the frontwoman of Babel Blues. At the time, she was 15 years old and studying classical guitar in the coastal town of El Jadida. And she was hooked. She loved it so much, she went back year after year after year. But even though she played guitar and sang, she never thought to learn Ganawa. For one, women aren't typically allowed to. There were only a few women who played gembri, she says. Society expects them to cook and take care of kids instead. But now there's more and more women playing, singing, and expressing their talents. It was actually a French guy, Brice Botin, 
who got Yusra into playing Ganawa. They met in 2016 and started learning the Gembri together. But unlike the Dendri crew, they didn't apprentice under any melems. They learned from melem YouTube. In 2018, they formed Bab a Blues, Door of the Blues in Arabic. They've played in France and Morocco, and in June, they released their first album on Peter Gabriel's label, Real World Records. And as you can hear, they're pretty liberal in their use of Gnawa. It's not just Gnawa, she says, but also Mauritanian, Malian, anything Berber and North African, the African blues in general, she says. got some Amazir Ahwash in there too, and some Malian guitar. But that raises a big question. When Dendry and Babel Blues play, what does that mean for Sambeli and Ganawa? Is innovation needed to keep the tradition going? Right. Or when you take it out of context and repurpose it like a raw material, does that devalue it? But to make a project, honestly, you have to have a vision. The most important thing is to have a vision, Eamon says. Playing on the stage is fun, but why are you doing it? Dundry has a pretty clear intention. Eamon says it's an experiment between Malams and people who play jazz and funk. Because Stambelli is in the minority in Tunisia, the band wants to open it up to more people. You can dance to this music, he says. And maybe other groups will hear it and like it and do something similar. He also said that even though they innovate, Dendry doesn't change the basic language of the tradition. And they don't write new songs. They arrange the old ones. This one's Busadia. It's about a costumed dancing character who, according to Stambelli lore, would welcome freed slaves and newly arrived sub-Saharan migrants in Tunisia. Definitely watch the music video when you get a chance. We'll have links on afropop.org. For Dendry, reviving Stambelli means keeping its roots firmly planted 
But even so, it's not like the masters that maintain the tradition are stuck in the 1700s. They have a repertoire, enormous, etc. They have an enormous repertoire, Eamon says. And they like new music too, like jazz and blues. And the ideas they bring to the band aren't always what you might expect. The band mixes these influences, but they always keep the Stambelli groove. The name Dendri actually refers to a Tunisian drink made of sorghum, yogurt, and sugar. Another band member called it a sweet mix, like the band's music. C'est génial, c'est génial. Parfois c'est difficile. Comment il faut trouver d'abord comment communiquer, mais comment on va arranger? It's great, but sometimes it's difficult to communicate your vision. Eamon says you have to accompany and tell a story, furnish without changing. Babel Blues, on the other hand, kind of change everything. Brice s'est fait faire, il a demandé à Luthier de lui faire un gambri électrique. Donc, she says that Brice has a solid body electric gambri. They alter the sound using pedals, amplifiers, and effects. You can hear them in this song, El Gamra. also write totally new songs, but these are not vapid pop tunes. This one is called Ganawa Beat. Welcome to the truth that can be told without any fear, she sings in Arabic. It's a critique of corruption and power hoarding in Morocco. The law hasn't woken up yet to judge them, she sings. In part, Yusra and Brice can take these liberties because Ganawa has gotten so huge. It seems like everyone and their cousin can slap a basic riff on the gambri. Breeze says that what's happened to Ganawa is a little like what's happened with jazz. The creators of jazz were black, playing in segregated clubs. But over time, white musicians, hipsters, he says, started doing their own thing with it. Some people have claimed that, like with jazz, Ganawa's popularity hasn't actually benefited the community that created it as much as it should. Brees isn't apologetic. Everyone has the right to play it, he says. He does acknowledge that learning from recordings is a shallower experience than learning directly from Ganawa masters. Less accountability, too. But Yusra says Moroccans actually like it when foreigners play Ganawa. She says that they don't think, no, that belongs to me, or that only Moroccans have the right to play it. They see it as a kind of national wealth. And just like with everything else they've got, Moroccans are eager to share.
She says this attitude has allowed Ganawa to spread to other countries, ensuring its survival from generation to generation. But change, that's inevitable. Everything transforms, she says. You have to preserve the culture, but accept the fact that it will be modified, she says, and that everybody can add their touch to it. But also, it's pretty clear that Ganawa is beloved enough in all forms for it to not be shoved out or overtaken by rock fusion. Yeah, side note, we've both lived in Morocco for a while, and we've been to full-on Ganawa rituals just hosted in friends' houses and a small-town traditional Ganawa festival that was packed with Moroccans. Meanwhile, in Tunisia, Dendry is hoping that the fusion will lead people back to the original. Dendry's audience is mostly young people, he says, many of whom hadn't ever listened to Stembelic before, but they're learning about it now. People are curious. And even Eamon, despite being so concerned about preserving Stambelli's distinct culture and sound, believes it needs to adapt to survive. You must conserve the music, he says, but you still need to touch it. You need innovators. And the innovators of today are the conservators of tomorrow. The emergence of both these bands makes it clear this music, which has survived for centuries, is here to stay. But like the rhythms that drive it, it's not staying still. This Afropop close-up was made possible by Grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep this series going, we need your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Sebastian Boknet. And I'm Lauren Shankman. Afropop.